get in the bathosphere, baby. <laughs> Vroom. Is that what the is that the <laughs> sound they make? I don't remember. I don't really remember what sound it makes either. Somewhere beyond the sea. Welcome to There's Always a Lighthouse, a Bioshock retrospective. My name is Ty, and joining me is my lovely co-host, Funke. How are you, Funke? Hey, I'm doing I'm doing well. Uh pretty emotional over the events of Bioshock 2. Honestly, going through all my notes again. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited to talk about this game. Yeah, me too. So if you if if you didn't figure it out, cats out of the back, we're talking about Bioshock 2 today. Uh, and also Minerva's dad, but that'll be later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess, do we want to start with, like, our overall vibes on the game? Like, just kind of general feelings? Yes, yeah. Um, I think I I enjoyed this game more than Bioshock 1, uh, definitely. I think it just did everything that I liked from Bioshock 1 in a better way, and found cooler ways to explore Rapture. Um, and also the, the combat, which I wasn't too excited on in the first game, like the dual wielding really fixes that for me. And I think you can do better, uh, better interactions with enemies and it doesn't just feel stale all the time. Um, yeah, I really, I really liked it. Yeah, that's like exactly how I felt. Um, I thought it was like. Yeah, like, I thought it was a really interesting look at, like, a part of Rapture that I think we should have seen in Bioshock 1, because I feel like Bioshock 1 was just obsessed with, like, all of the affluent areas where the, you know, like, quote-unquote geniuses were working, and it wasn't showing, you know, where any of the actual people were living. Um, And I think Bioshock 2 does a really good job of showing those spaces um, and kind of giving more lore to rapture um in a way that didn't felt like forced or like tacked on or anything um yeah yeah and being a big daddy slaps like yes it is it is so fun yeah like like, not being the big daddy in the first game that sucked but (laughs) in this game just like being a big daddy from the start and getting all the weapons and stuff Especially because that dude is fucking, like, strapped by the end. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, the power levels are insane in in comparison to, like, Bioshock 1. Like, the beginning is kind of scary uh, for Bioshock 1. But in this one, it's not because you have a drill on your arm. Like, that is 100 times more powerful than the wrench you get pretty early on. Yeah, no, it's (laughs) the wrench versus, like, something that can literally shish kebab someone like yeah it's so it's just like such a different power feeling right off the bat but it's it was interested interesting because i was talking to my friend kev about this um because we were like yeah bioshock 2 you're really strong but the big sisters are so much stronger in comparison to Mm -hmm. you like they just outclass you these people we'll talk about them more later but like they're more agile they are stronger than you they can use plasmids as well and i think they can Uh, use them more aggressively like i think they have more eve than you do yeah it 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 does not feel like a fair fight like 
so many times I was running away. Oh yeah, no, I decoyed um, the hell out of them. Yeah. Um, but I, I think too, saying. I like that it's like mechanically, like it makes sense too, right? Because like big daddies are meant to protect the little sisters, so they have to be big and strong and able to like crush their way through by or through rapture, and this is like very um indicative of that like it is really really easy to get around a subject delta even in the beginning yeah yeah the um the abilities too it was, it was cool to like bash through things uh, i was like whoa they, they're literally like making us be the guy on the cover yeah um and even like for the first game some of the yeah. tonics too that like change up the drill so like i think i was using like the ice one so it would like freeze people as you were drilling them Yes, that that felt overpowered as hell. Like I, I don't know. You could go up to another big daddy too, drill the guy and freeze him and do extra damage and he was like deleted. Yeah. <laughs> so wild. So, okay. So, we have we have overall good vibes on the game. Um there's also an ARG that was used mm-hmm. as marketing for this game. And that was set before the events of Bioshock 2. So I figured I would give a super quick rundown on that because the character in that is in Bioshock 2. Um, yeah. We should... So Bioshock 2 also takes place before Bioshock 1, correct? No, after. Or is it after? After, okay. Yeah, Bioshock... Bioshock uh, 2, I believe, is technically the end of Rapture. Okay. Uh, right at the end. Yeah, and then I think it's so like the, I think it's technically one Minerva's Den and then two, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, and then Mark is after Minerva's Den. I think so. Mark Mark Meltzer, right. I think so. So basically, there's this guy named Mark Meltzer who's like, I don't really know if he's like a journalist or what, but he keeps getting mail about this phenomenon where red lights are showing up in the ocean and then little girls are disappearing um and basically because he starts investigating this his own daughter is taken um and basically like it's kind of implied that the kidnapper is a big sister uh which is like funky said a it's a very video game tropey, like the big daddies are big and strong, and the big sisters yeah. are live and agile. Um, but yeah, they're like women big daddies essentially, and they have like giant needle arms. I don't really know. The, um, yeah, they're sleeker, they're faster, they can run around. They're built for, I guess, taking uh, girls and bringing them to Rapture. Yeah. Um, for fucking Sophia Lamb's shit. Um, but fuck it, Sophia Lamb. Anyway, um, so Mark is pursuing this, and basically he finds out that this dude who like really wanted to go to Rapture, and then he went down there and realized how fucked up it was, so he came back, and then like out of spite was trying to get the world to discover Rapture. Um, (laughs) and wrote a fantasy or sci-fi novel about it. Yeah, he literally like wrote like a sci-fi novel with like different names. Uh, Utropolis. Yeah, Utropolis. <laughs> um and yeah, so this dude like basically started all this. Um and then you find out that the guy who was like set Mark on the trail originally is actually like one of the bad guys. Um yeah. and es- eventually uh after his wife divorcing him and his daughter being abducted, Mark finally finds his way down to Rapture. 
where we see him in Bioshock 2 very, very briefly in like one cut scene. And then I think the ending mm-hmm. for him is that either you kill him or you don't. Yeah. Um, because he is he turns into a big daddy. Yeah. By, by the by the time he's in there. Yeah, by the He meets Doesn't he like Sophia Lam Yeah, he meets Sophia Lamb and ends up getting his daughter back that way, right? Mm-hmm. But not really back because she's not her, and then he becomes not himself <laughs> to be with her forever. It's a it's a weird deal he took. Like I don't know. Becoming a, a big daddy seems not safe. Yeah, but I mean, I guess after everything he went through to get there, I'd probably be like, man, I'll fucking take it, it too. Okay. I don't know, because I think about it. Like, we didn't go into the details, but there's, like, he has this friend who's, like, a French lady who, like, gets shot multiple times. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, the guy, Lutwidge, who uh, wrote the sci-fi book about Rapture, like, is around, but, like, has gone, like, completely off his fucking nut. Um... And, like, Mark gets arrested, like, multiple times. (laughs) And on purpose, he tries to go back to the same place as the uh, sci-fi author guy, Lutwig. Yeah, like... um, To talk to him. Yeah. Like, he just... He does the absolute most to first be a dumbass and then to try to fix it. So, like, by the time he actually gets there, I kind of don't blame him for being, like, fuck it, man. (laughs) I guess so. It was just a sad story. And it like, I guess it kind of parallels Subject Delta's uh, whole situation, like trying to reunite with family. But this one just ended up, I don't know, it was, it was, kind, of, it was kind of sad to me. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely sad. And I'll, I'll relate it later because I feel like between Bioshock 1 to the ARG and Minerva's Den, I'm kind of getting tired of the type of story they wanted to tell in rapture because it's kind of the same one over and over again um yeah but i think two did it the best just because like Mm -hmm. i guess do we want to talk about like the overarching story first and then we can kind of get into like the philosophy and like sophia lamb's bullshit yes yeah so yeah okay so you basically you play as subject delta who's a big daddy an alpha series big daddy i think um Mm -hmm. and he wakes up just like after yeah after shooting himself in the head yeah um, oh yeah you see the the cutscene of like him being taken from his little sister because he shoots himself in the head uh in a like in similar fashion to like andrew ryan at the end of bioshock talking yeah to him where you're like out of control and then, um, yeah, so then you wake up, and it's after the events of Bioshock 1, so Rapture's just, like, fucked. An absolute mess. <laughs> just it, not good. Bad times. It it looks pretty uh, gross there. Um, late, later on, you actually see some pretty parts of Rapture, like, uh, like right, right at the end. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, throughout the whole place, it just looks disgusting. <laughs> Yeah. They do a really good job at capturing that essence. Yeah, there's a ton of, like, really good, like, so many parts of the place just have water. Um, yes. Which, like, I like, because in the first game, there's, like, the um, audio log that's like, hey, like, don't fucking let the pipes leak, because if the pipes leak, we're <laughs> fucked. And, like, yeah. all of the areas that you go to in Bioshock 2 are just, like, flooded. They they have an audio log, I think, in this in that game saying like if 
you feel water on your head like you're already fired the lady <laughs> says who's in charge um and that was that was really cool also it spoke about the people like the working class folks who were using plasmids mm-hmm. um to to build rapture uh and talking about how like upper class people were like scared of that but i, I was just like why are you scared of that uh, you, these people are building the whole place for you they're afraid of that class uprising when they realize that incinerate can be used for more than welding. <laughs> yeah, and barbecues, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, that was a tangent. No, you're good. And so then, right, so don't, doesn't Tenenbaum, like, calls you, right, and is like, hey, so mm-hmm. you're connected to your, your connection to your little sister was broken. You're gonna die. Um... Or is it Eleanor? Yeah. I can't remember which one it is first. No, it's it's Tenenbaum uh, who actually tells you this. Okay. Like she she hands you the plot um, and then says, like, you have a mutual common enemy uh, and you have to just, like, help her along and she'll help you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because she she came back to Rapture mm-hmm. after leaving. After I assume my thought is the timeline is that she leaves with Porter after minerva's den and then using the technology from the thinker is then able to come back and like helps uh delta is i think what happens so at any rate she finds out that sophia lamb has been making new little sisters after the events of bioshock one and she's like uh no fuck that so she comes back and then it turns out that uh things have gone horribly awry and so she needs your help uh, but if you don't reconnect with your little sister, you're going to die. Yeah. It's, it's like, I, I like that they really just tell you the story straight up. It's not, the twists and turns aren't too, I guess, sh- like, brain exploding like they tried to do in Bioshock 1. A, I, I really liked how much, con- how condensed the story was. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't feel like they were trying to, like, grasp at things that they didn't, have the abilities to cover yeah Um, and it wasn't like like a big twist either no no it wasn't like that you're the the gamer and and society is telling you to do this it's really like it it felt like it was focused more on the connection between delta and eleanor and i also Um, liked that it was just the idea of like delta's not her biological dad he's just like he was just the guy who became the big daddy that got assigned to her but like that doesn't mean it's not meaningful um, especially because I like the stuff later on when you're like talking with Eleanor and she's talking about how like I'm not gonna let anyone take you from me again because Delta is like the only connection that she had that wasn't influenced by Lamb. Yeah, yeah. I it also made me like just appreciate the big daddies and and little sisters like you see walking around. Like they all have their own weird stories. Uh, th- this game really made me like perspective swap because i was always focused on like uh jack and coming into bioshock as like an outsider um but there's like so many weird stories like just walking around there yeah well and it's Uh, also just like it's just a reminder that like hey little sisters were little girls and like big daddies mm -hmm. were dudes at one point like Mm -hmm. and and also it's kind of like the horror that like lamb decided to start that up again Yeah. Under uh, like and kind of hypnotizing everyone to just be mm-hmm. like we're working together we're a big family mm-hmm. let's do for the family it uh, that gave me creepy vibes oh, yeah. just like 
working at a horrible tech startup thing and, and like <laughs> they just force you to do work and be like hey it's okay we're family <laughs> kind of deal yeah um, i think so like yeah so the basic premise is right you have to go reconnect with your little sister who is eleanor who happens to be sophia lamb's daughter uh and she is the antagonist she runs a literally it's just a cult called mm -hmm. the the rapture family and she believes in like a weird hybridization of like utopianism like techno utopianism specifically and transhumanism kind of not really um shocking mm. bioshock's philosophy is muddy um <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so Sophilium is a Utopians. a utopianist and a cult leader, and you find out that she had Eleanor for the express purpose of, like, well, I guess, no, because Eleanor was kidnapped and taken as a little sister, when she, when Sophia Lamb finally gets her back and, like, reverts her back from being a little sister, she th theorizes that because Eleanor was a little sister, she should be able to handle, like, a ton of Adam. Um, mm -hmm. And so she wants to use Adam to shape Eleanor into, like, the, the ultimate scientist. Yeah, like, the perfect that person, which in her mind is, like, a human that does not have a sense of self. And, like, only... And only wants to care for the utopia. Yeah, and... like, only wants to act in a way that is favorable to others and has, like, no sense of self or, like any need to like take care of their own needs um i didn't like that no and eleanor doesn't <laughs> like it either <laughs> no uh it was it was quite weird seeing so many people rally behind her and also like spray paint everywhere mm -hmm. like it was it was some cool graffiti the graffiti stuff is always that. like so silly to me in these games because i'm like all right like, I know we've all seen Twitter pictures that do look like that, but, like, it's not, like, mm -hmm. the norm. Um, but I really, really love Sophia Lamb as, like, a cult leader, just because, like, I think she's one of the few cult leaders I've seen in video games that they did really, like, realistically. Um, mm. just because, like, you think about, like, um, what's-his-face, the fucking Kool-Aid cult guy, um... Jim... Jim Jones? Jones? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, like, his... Um, his group was, like, largely people of color. It was largely poor folks. Like, it was largely, like, marginalized people that he could prey on because, like, yeah. they needed, you know, any kind of hope. And also, like, when he started out, he was doing good shit. Like, he was doing a lot of, like, desegregation work. And he was doing a lot of, like, hey, we're gonna have, like, actual good grocery stores and, like, schools for, like, these low-income neighborhoods or whatever. And then he leveraged that into being a fucking cult leader and killing a bunch of people. Um, and Sophia Lam is kind of the same way, because you even see it with, like, Grace Holloway, who we'll get to. She, as a character, made me uncomfortable. I don't know how you felt about her. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't really like her whole shtick. <laughs> it seemed weird. Like, she's the first um, black character. Um, that I, I I think that has a little icon is is talking if mm -hmm. I'm correct. I think so. Yeah. Um, there there's also one in uh, Minerva's Den, um, 
But yeah, I don't, this really fell into like the kind of like mammy trope. Yeah, that's how I felt too. Like I literally have in my notes right here, it just says Grace as mammy stereotype. Yeah, it it, it was not the best. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it was, it was, I tried to like look around and I'm like, okay, like this is not a good element of it. Okay. Yeah. Pretty cringe to see this. And like, but... <laughs> and part of me would be okay with it again if there were more like black people in the game because like no because you know like again like it's the idea right of like there were people who got taken in by like charismatic religious white people like this right like that happened but when grace is the only person it's gross because Mm -hmm. it's just a stereotype and it was kind of a bummer because like grace's whole deal is that like sophia gave her eleanor to like basically yeah be a mammy for um yeah and then Eleanor was taken and so Grace has like always blamed herself for that and then you find out that it was actually this other like journalist dude that Andrew Ryan sent to the family to like infiltrate because he hated Sophia Lamb Stanley yeah Yeah. and so like while Sophia was gone Stanley just like fucked up her whole like neighborhood that she owned and like when Eleanor was gonna tell her mom about it Stanley like sold her (laughs) sold her to people to turn to a little sister yeah the, like stanley top 10 worst people in rap yeah i, I killed him that. um oh absolutely absolutely they're like you can you can spare him or no he was like i spared most people him. but i was like no fuck this dude yeah he was like ob- objectively just an asshole to everyone yeah was- and like i really wish that there had been something where like you could have told Grace, like, it wasn't your fault or something. Because, mm-hmm. like, I sh- I also don't like that you get the choice to kill her. I think that's bullshit. Because, yeah. like, it's... Because even Sinclair is, like, who... God, we have to talk about him, too. But, like, Sinclair <laughs> is basically your Atlas, right? Like, he's the guy who kind of talks to you after Tenenbaum. It's kind of like, all right, peace, dude. Um, yeah. And, like, he he ends up being a fuckhead, too. but. Um, like, when you're talking, when you finally find Grace, he talks to you, and even he is like, hey, like, she's unarmed, don't forget, she didn't know the full situation, like, like, even he says it multiple times, but then if you don't kill her, he has this really weird voice line where he's like, man, I don't know, you might be a bigger person than me, and I'm like, you were the one telling me not to Mm -hmm. do it. It's it's the kind of like life is strange thing. Like you choose one situation, then it it always just tells you, oh, what about the other thing? Yeah, um, I didn't like that. Yeah, I, it seemed like the the options. Yeah, Stanley versus Grace. Like, yeah, <laughs> those are very different situations. Yeah, and like I just I didn't like that the option to kill Grace existed at all. Um, but because yeah. it was so it's apparent a stereotype, that it the wasn't one her black fault. character. Yeah, it's. It's weird. Yeah, and, like, yeah, and then Stanley's just a shithead. Like, he ruined everybody's lives. Like, he ruined Lamb's life, he ruined Eleanor's life, he ruins your life Mm -hmm. inadvertently, he ruins Grace's life, like... Grace... He's, he's not, he's not a good... No, so I, I set him on fire. Um, (laughs) because fuck him. But yeah, so then, like, that's pretty much the whole thing, is you're just, like, trying to reconnect with Eleanor so that you can not die, and then you do... And Eleanor really wants to reunite with you and leave Rapture. And Lamb is super not about that. 
And so she pretty much goes to the fullest extremes to stop you, including uh, killing Eleanor. Taking, yeah. I mean, she drowns multiple, um, like, just giant areas of rapture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just bodies you're floating through. Some of the most pretty parts, but um, she doesn't care about anything. But Eleanor. Um, and even, like, yeah, you, you said kills her for a, a few mo- minutes, I guess. Um, to shut you down, but that's like she she doesn't care about anything. She wants Raptor to just explode. Yeah, she. I mean, she literally like tells you like, if you're gonna keep like trying to take Eleanor from me, then I'm gonna kill all of us. Like she literally, yeah. they like keep talking about like at the end, like she's had Rapture family people set up explosives all over so that they can send this section of the city into a trench. Ugh. Like she is willing to kill everyone over this. And then yeah. I think the thing that fucked me up the most was there was she has like some line towards the end where she says that like something along the line of like self-awareness is the worst thing that could happen to like the mm. perfect person or something. I can't remember what she calls her, but um, and I was just like, I'm that is my... disgusting that you like did like wanted that for your child. Yeah, she said she w- was forbidding her. Uh, Delta forgiving uh, autonomy to Eleanor. It's like, we don't want this, we don't want any self-awareness in the perfect utopia. Uh, Which is like, uh, I don't know. And especially if there's only one person like that. Yeah. And everyone else isn't like that. It just feels weird. Yeah. Well, and also, like, I feel like there's something really, like, to be said about the fact that, like, Eleanor is a girl and is expected to, like, be this Mm -hmm. perfect caregiver. Um... But for everybody. But on the other hand, like once you get Eleanor, so like at the end, like Sophia Liam stops Eleanor's heart long enough to break their bond again. Um, but Eleanor lives. They don't really explain mm-hmm. that. She's just alive still. Um, but she's really weak, so you end up having to like put her into well, first you have to play as a little sister, which I'm really yes. glad they didn't make that annoying because I was really afraid it was gonna be stupid because you didn't have a big daddy to protect you. Um, yeah. but they were just like, eh, fuck the lore. You can just run around. It's fine. Um, yeah. And it was really pretty. Like the older Rapture, I guess. Like, yeah. The like the way the scene. little sisters see Rapture is cool to see, even if it's like yeah, deeply I, creepy. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, I, I was glad it wasn't like dark all the time. And from that perspective, I'd be scared. Yeah. Uh, I would be super scared. Yeah. That's totally fair. Um, but yeah, you bring Eleanor. I liked that they did kind of like a play on the ending assemble the big daddy suit quest from mm-hmm. the first game, but like it wasn't fucking stupid. Um, cause yeah. like it's super easy. You do just run around like through the vents and grab different pieces and you don't have to do any combat or anything. Um, but they were like an outfit and it was fun. It was like, <laughs> oh, this is what it must have looked like too. Yeah. And like, so once you get Eleanor into the big sister suit, she fuck it owns um she gives you this plasma mm-hmm. that lets you call her um wh- i didn't understand the science behind that i she didn't like, either especially because like in canon she's waiting for you like yeah. to open doors and shit but also if you throw a goober at somebody she'll like appear and fuck them up instantly and when, when was she developing this she like, like teleports these- it's i don't know it's a very strange um I hey, loved it. Was cool. It. it was cool. Um, yes. And I was I was talking to someone on Twitter about this. I really love that when Eleanor becomes like your party member, 
that she's not like Elizabeth um, in mm-hmm. Infinite because like Elizabeth only is a support character, right? Like she only Booker, generates m- ammo or health or like the turrets or whatever, or like she'll find money for you, whatever. But like she's never an agent, right? Whereas like mm-hmm. when you summon Eleanor, it is you calling her, but you have no control over her. Like she does whatever the fuck she wants. Um, mm-hmm. And it's extensive murder. Um, he asks for no pickles. Yeah, she comes in and just like crushes because like big sisters are stronger than big daddies too. Like yeah. it's, a, it's another teammate. It's really fun. Yeah, and uh, it's and like, like I loved being able to see. And too, she has like her dialogue options get like or like her little phrases get a little bit repetitive, but she keeps saying stuff like "I'm not your prophet" and like like clearly mm-hmm. she has like she's like a real like a really realized character where she like has these like issues that like as she's fighting these people who have like been part of this cult that's like taken over her whole life she's saying like fuck you i am not like what you want me to be like you have to let me go yeah and that shit and that's that's also present in her like audio logs from earlier like her childhood Mm -hmm. uh like her eleanor was always like preventing her from doing stuff and she would like break off and do her own thing uh i i like that that carried through like the character is like okay this is eleanor this is my first time meeting her but like i know who this is yeah and she's just like i like that she's given like characterization in the audio logs and in her gameplay like it's not she's not flat like she's certainly not super fleshed out but she's like at least dynamic you know Mm -hmm. um yeah they they could have done more with her, yeah, with her backstory too, because like there isn't as much time I'd like to spend with her and like and and find out more about the character in modern time. Um, because I guess like you get the suit on and then it's basically end of the game. Yeah, um, you don't spend too much time with. Her. Um, I do like speaking of this. I really like because they brought the harvest or save mechanic back for yes. the big daddies. Or for not necessarily for the big daddies, but for you, which on the one hand, I don't like because you're working directly with Tenenbaum. And yeah. so I feel like she just off the bat would be like, hey, like rescue them for me. Um, and then like Sinclair is like, I don't know, son, you could uh get more Adam. <laughs> like Atlas in the first one. Yeah. yeah, he's literally like fucking Foghorn Leghorn ass. Um, <laughs> I loved it. I loved his voice. I like, did too. So but I was like, "You are the worst. You are the worst yeah. man," and he is. Yes. Because, like, okay, that's yes. the other. That's like, I think, like the actual like reveal of the game. Right? Is like Atlas tells you, and like a couple other people tell you about this guy named like Johnny Topside or something. Yes. Who is a guy who found Rapture somehow and came down. And because of that, like, Andrew Ryan and a lot of the elites of Rapture thought he was a spy, so he was locked up and sent to a prison that Augustus Sinclair owned, and Mm -hmm. then uh, Augustus Sinclair started renting out his prisoners to be experimented on. Very twisted. Yeah, and Johnny Topside is one of those, and he became Subject Delta. Yeah. At least you can fight him. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and like that's the thing too is like it was kind of weird to me how like they tried. I think I have the biggest problem with Sinclair because they kind of try to make him seem like your friend the whole time, and then mm-hmm. when you find out what he did to you, there's like not really an implication that you're supposed to be pissed about it. 
No, it seems like okay. Well, let's keep going. Yeah, and then like <laughs> when you when you when you kill him, like you're doing it out of like it's a humane thing. Like it's him asking you to do it as a friend. Um, yeah, he says, "Don't don't leave me like this." Yeah, and it's the, like the... you made me like this. You should be. You stay like <laughs> this. But it only matters because it's him. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I just like I couldn't wrap my head around why they tried to make him like your friend because i get it in the first half where like at first they're like oh yeah sinclair owns like rapture amusements he like and and like other businesses cough cough yeah um like that was fine because then i feel like when it does the reveal it would be more shock like it is kind of like oh shit this dude sucks but then like they just they make him so charismatic that like there's just they don't leave any room to be like pissed off at him and it's like honestly like Fuck this dude. Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah, he literally they, they imprisoned you like for a... nothing, and then like forced you to become a science experiment that like people call a monster. Yeah. Didn't care about it unless you uh, benefited him. Now too. Yeah. Also, like, that's the only reason. Like he's talking. God, I was talking to someone about this too, and there's like a line right, like when you kill Sinclair, where Sophia Lamb calls you, and she's like. So Delta, like, was Sinclair really your friend or just merely your tool? And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I was his tool. I was like, I did all of this man's work, and also he turned me into a big daddy. Like, it's his fault that I have any connection to your child. Like, yeah. What do you? I mean? don't understand why Sophia's mad at you. Like, it, it also seems like she knew that. Stanley was the one who she sold did. It. She expressly knew because remember, there's like Stanley like freaks the fuck out. Yeah. So wh- why is she still mad at you? Like you're just a guy. I think it's just <laughs> because like Eleanor is choosing you, right? Ugh, yeah. She yeah. She was just like so vehemently against, and I was just like, we we could talk this out definitely. Like there, <laughs> there could be a better way. Well. I- Like, at the beginning, I think I was in that boat, but then I was like, oh, no, we can't because, like, I, like, because I, the person, am embodying Delta, right? Like, I could not abide by what she wants to do to Eleanor. Like, bro, that's not a conversation we can have. Like, (laughs) yeah, I guess you do have to. Yeah, like, I'm not, like, I'm not cool with you turning her into, like, a genetically spliced like yes man machine like i'm not cool with that um mm-hmm. and uh i guess there is no talking to a cult leader yeah and um. like she just like because she's like dead set that that's like what has to happen and it's like and she's willing to kill everybody to do it including herself like yeah oh god um okay i have a i have a note on something kind of small that they changed in between the games but the uh, the hacking system is much better. Yes, it's so cool. Um, I I really liked the first one already. It got it got kind of stale like later in the game, but uh, this one it's so cool that you could just like shoot it across like with the hacking gun. Uh huh. <laughs> kind of just plug in. Um. Yeah, I uh, hacked so many more things in I, this game than I did like ever in the first one. It, yeah, it was really like convenient because I mean I I think they understood that it was very it was kind of like clunky in the last one, 
but I don't know. There's there's a few things like that that I think they just like really updated the game systems that felt refreshing. Uh, even going back into it like a few years later, um, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I really really liked the new hacking, and I liked the different tonics um, a lot. Like I had the one for a long time where if anybody hit you, um, that you would set them on fire. Oh yes, yes. That one was pretty good. Um, yeah, wait. How did you how did you play the game? I guess because you can play in so many different play styles. Um, I would say I played erratically. Um, mm. in that I just kind of used whatever I had ammo for. I also played on easy, which like just because hell yeah, because well, say yeah, because like I I have nothing to prove. Um, no. also like I was trying to get through it for the podcast, so I was like I'm not gonna take a hundred years playing this fucking game. Um, it was too yeah. easy. I did shred my way through it. Um, I think I only died like twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, I think I used the rivet gun a lot. I used like whenever I was doing the little sister gathers, I would just like shoot trap rivets everywhere. True. And then like sit a setter like down. Didn't even a- affect people though like no it would hit them once and and then i mostly use them to like know which way they were coming from uh uh. because it'd be like boom and then you'd hear a scream and i'd be like oh they're over there okay (laughs) um also like just getting incinerate and getting like the upgraded incinerate ones like you can just fuck people up boom yes upgrading the the plasmids is also underrated yeah which like that's really good i didn't use very many of the plasmids like being super honest but mm-hmm. I did upgrade the ones I had. True. I, I tried to, like, play around. I, I used the Winter Blast one um, because there are a bunch that they don't even talk about at all. Like, mm-hmm. you just, like, go to the machine and, like, buy. Uh, but I had, a, I had fun with the, like, Cyclone one as well. Like, that just lifts people up. Yeah. Because you, you just spam that thing. You, like, you just spam it and they, no one is a threat. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was very fun. And the Spear Gun. Yeah, like, I didn't like just the standard spear gun. I did like the trap and like the rocket spears. The rocket, yes, <laughs> so good. The rocket one was very nice. Um, I also really liked another thing that was cool about the, most of the areas being flooded was you could really exploit Electrobolt. Hmm. <laughs> it was it was everywhere. It glitched a couple times though. Like there was there were three in like a pool of water, and I zapped them. And it didn't affect them at all. And I was like, oh, come on. Oh, shit. You're, you're all standing there in the water. What, what's going on? Um, um, that was not the best. Yeah. How did you feel? Because, like, I was talking to someone, too, about the fact that, like, part of me at first was a little disappointed with Bioshock 2 because a lot of the characters in it are a lot more grounded and less, like, flamboyant and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I like silly characters like we talked about. I love Sandra Cohen. Um, yes. And so part of me was disappointed at first, but then I was like, I feel like it really shows like the kind of people that Andrew at- Ryan attracts versus who Sophia Lamb would attract. Because like mm. Andrew Ryan, right, is all about power and glamour. So he does have all these people who want to be like the greatest artist, the greatest surgeon, like whatever. Whereas Sophia yeah. Lamb is appealing to regular people so like the people who are talking to her are gonna be you know regular working class folks or like 
what's his face reed wall or whatever um who was the guy that she tried to do the adam thing to first um yeah and it, it's sad he turns into like a scary blob monster Mm-hmm. And then he, like, begs you to not- kill him. Also, what the not fuck, good. dude? I can't believe... That's another one where I'm like, why was this a choice? Because, like, he <laughs> begs you to kill him in, like, all these messages he's left you. And then you can just choose to not? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, why? It, it's, it's not that cool. And he's a genuine, considerate guy before, it seems like. Yeah, because, like, um, that's the thing, too, right? Is he's, like, he wants to do it because he genuinely believes in what she's talking about Mm -hmm. and and then in the process of it he starts to realize like oh fuck like this has gone horribly wrong and like it's too late yeah and then too he's like i cannot fathom doing this to eleanor like how Mm -hmm. how could you do this to her um and yeah i was just like because like i killed him i absolutely killed him i was like i'm not gonna leave this dude like this yeah it 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 felt good because i was i I don't know like talking to this machine recording of him was very very interesting um and then like seeing out how he acted like in present time i was like oh god this is not this is not good yeah it's like this this dude is bad time bad things have happened here Um, yeah something shifted it's been a long time down under the sea I think you should get out. Yeah, well, and too, I mean, we know just, like, from the lore, right, that, like, too much splicing does fuck your brain up. Um, mm-hmm. So, and that dude was supposed to have, like, his whole genetic composition altered, so. God. Yeah, he was real yeah. fucked up. Um, But something related to that is, um, so they, they do the harvest or save thing for the little sisters. And then they give you multiple choices to kill people. Like, you can choose to kill Grace. You can choose to kill Stanley. You can choose to kill Reed. Mm-hmm. Is there another one? And these affect... I think that's all. Uh, I think so, yeah. And and those affect the ending. Yeah. And, and so I feel like... I think it was so much more effective. Just because, like, instead of it just being like... Oh, you killed all the little sisters, so, like shit just you're goes. evil so like the splicers come up and are and everything's bad <laughs> or like it's good and you raise them as your daughters i liked the lens of it being like eleanor saying like no like you're my dad you're the person who i consider to be my parental figure because i fucking Role hate model. my mom and like so because i watched you i am basing my behavior on yours um mm-hmm. and i thought that was really cool they were they were also way more nuanced as well um depend like let me actually pull up the what were the combinations for each i know if you i saved all the little sisters that i encountered i didn't like take that many because again i was playing on easy so i didn't really need that much adam and i didn't feel like fucking around with the big daddies yeah no um also they're your friends it makes me (laughs) sad that you have no option to save the big daddies yeah anyway or like talk to them or wave yeah just any like you the only choice you have for big daddies is either just leave them alone and then the little sisters stay little sisters forever or you have to kill them kill and that sucks but if you save all the little sisters that you encounter or whatever eleanor will basically say like and if you don't kill a bunch of people i did kill stanley but i guess the game was like yeah fuck him um (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I saved Grace, and then I killed... Oh, Sinclair. You have to kill Sinclair, though. 
Um, Ooh, I found a little chart too here. Ooh, okay. And if you do that, though, Eleanor is basically just like, yeah, like I saw that you treated people with kindness and forgiveness. Therefore, I'm going to treat people with kindness and forgiveness. And she saves her mom. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. I'm that's that's none of my business. Obviously, what Eleanor wants to do with Sophia Lamb. She could do. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's interesting that I do think it's interesting that they frame it around forgiveness because like it does make sense with grace, right? Because like they do really frame the choice around grace as like grace has been trying to kill you, but she was doing it yeah. for like a reason that was like she was being manipulated. So then that's like mm-hmm. you saying like, and she didn't know the context for uh, the situation at all. Really. Yeah. Just knew that you were the enemy. Yeah. And so like it really is like. Okay, so with Grace, yes, it's a matter of forgiveness. But, like, I don't know. Like, I can forgive Grace because, like, she didn't know. But, like, that doesn't mean that Eleanor should have to forgive Sophia Lamb for, like, wanting to genetically experiment on her. Yeah, yeah. That That is, and also take down all of Rapture. Like, those are people. <laughs> There's people there. Yeah. And so then, okay, so Funke sent me a chart. And so, yeah, so if you rescued all the little sisters and you spared at least one life, you get the good ending where Eleanor says, yes, I'm going to forgive her. And Sophia Lamb lives. If you mm-hmm. killed everybody, uh, you get the quote unquote good ending. But Sophia Lamb will still die. Uh, let's see if you rescued at least one and harvested at least one. What the fuck? You can choose yeah. life or death wild <laughs> oh yeah i didn't get that one i i looked that one up after i should look that up i didn't even realize that um there's one where she like kills you because you like killed all of them uh, um, it's just like take everything you get from everyone that's what i learned from you dad <laughs> and then she takes your life well i think that kind of makes sense at least because there's like the part where Eleanor is talking about how, like, all the new little sisters came from her and how, like, she made them feel safe and comfortable with you because, like, that's her connection to you. Yeah, she can directly control. Yeah, so I guess, like, if you were out there murdering them, I could see how that would fuck her up. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, but uh, the... the- Endings were very nice. Like I, they, they reflected the gameplay way better. What did okay? What did you get for the? What are the? Do you know what the neutral and bad endings are? Because I only got the good ending. I got the good ending too. The neutral one, I think, is like, she says, uh, "You, you taught me that like justice is what matters, and like some people deserve sparing and some don't." Um. Which I think is fair. Like, I, I spared Grace. I killed Stanley. Um, but, yeah, she... I think she, t- she takes a bunch of little sisters on the boat as well and leads them to a better life in the good one and I think in the neutral as well. Uh, and the bad ending, it is just... There's bodies floating everywhere. And she's, like, angry. And there's a storm. And then there's a lighthouse. Uh, yeah. Those are all of them. Okay. I liked the premise in the good ending of like Eleanor saying like the world is going to change now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And like. I don't 
want the next Bioshock to be that, but I do kind of want, like, I don't know, like, a comic or something about, like, what Eleanor did. Because, yeah. like, what the... Because, like, Bioshock Infinite is before this. So, we <laughs> just have no idea what happened. Like, like, whatever Eleanor... Like, whatever the canon ending of 2 is, is, like, the most recent thing. Bioshock 4. It's supposedly coming. I hate that with every fiber of my being, but it is supposedly coming. Yeah. Bioshock 4, Eleanor in space. I'd play that. Lighthouse in space. Make it dead space with (laughs) Eleanor, I'd play it. Oh, that would be fantastic. Um, (laughs) That'd be very nice. Um, Uh, Is there anything else about Bioshock 2 that you want to talk about before we talk about... uh, because um, I have one more thing, but then after that, I'm ready to talk about fucking Minerva's Den. <laughs> oh yes, uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, one last thing is uh, for me is the I like that this game had a lot of perspective shifts, um, and Bioshock One kind of felt like Bioshock One felt like a set that I was exploring, whereas this really felt more like a city that I could I could see and and see like the dirty parts and see. Not just like the where the biggest and most uh, expensive places are, um, you could really explore where people were hanging, mm-hmm. um, in its demise. Um, that was really interesting, uh, and yeah, the perspective shifts from you as like a human to a big daddy to a little sister, uh, to even like right at the end where you shift to Eleanor's perspective. I was like, oh, you're really like swapping around, um, and it made me realize like the stories I really like in Bioshock are like the weird ones that uh. That kind of like are all intertwined and all happening at the same time and, and don't really care about each other. Uh, and I, I don't know. I just, just realized that I like this series a lot. It's, it's a nice one. I think I like the world the series sets up. I think the only game I've liked so far is two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it does it. It does it the best. Yeah. Out, out of one and Dan. Um, but yeah, I, I just had a fun time with it. Yeah, I did too. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I do wish that they had talked a little bit more about uh, Sinclair being a private prison profiteer. Because um, that's prophetic <laughs> yes. as fuck. But, you know, whatever. Um, I think my only other thing that I wanted to touch on is this is a mom game and no one talks about that ever. It's what do you mean? Like it's a game about moms. All of the characters yes. in the game are moms. Like Sophia Lamb is Eleanor's biological mom. Uh Tenenbaum comes back because she wants to stop the new little sisters from happening yes. because she feels a maternal responsibility for the little sisters, including Eleanor. And mm-hmm. Grace Holloway is basically Eleanor's mom because she fucking raised Caregiver her. Caregiver as well. Yeah. And no one talks about that. People are always like, there's no mom games. Bioshock 2 is a mom Wait, game. This is- this is definitely a mom game. Especially because I was I tweeted this on my private the other day and I was like, I'm not saying this makes Bioshock 2 woke or anything, but it is interesting that this is like the only game I can think of where like, yeah, the protagonist is a dude, but like he never fucking talks and all the other main characters yeah. for the most part are women. That is very true. Yeah, this is a mom game. It's a mom <laughs> game. And like, again, I don't think it makes it woke because like, again, like I think grace's shit is not done well and i don't like it um Mm -hmm. also the way that they treat tenenbaum i still take issue with because like she was a really hardcore eugenicist um Mm -hmm. and i feel like her being like yeah i feel bad about it isn't quite enough 
That also gets brushed away. I mean, just like the prison stuff with Sinclair. Yeah. They don't really like to like sit in what they're saying. Yeah. And um, it's like, well, I feel like they just kind of frame it as like, oh, well, um, Tenenbaum like basically like, like tweeted her apology. Um, <laughs> which like it's to be fair, she does do more than that. Right. Because like she does save Porter uh, for Minerva's dad. And then she does go back to Rapture to try to save the little sisters and stop Lamb. So, like, she is trying yeah. to make up for what she's done. I just feel like I'm happy that they have her taking action, but I do wish there was more of, like, a textual reckoning with it, mm -hmm. because, like, she did bad things. <laughs> yeah. Very bad stuff. I, I don't know, like, hearing the audio logs, too, I'm like, uh, you are not implementing the right stuff into your work here. I can't... <laughs> I cannot co-sign this. Yeah. So, like, I really wish that, like, they kind of white feminist Tenenbaum out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I don't love that. Um, but, yeah, like, this is, a, and I think, I think that relationships around parenting and, like, family in this game are really interesting, especially because Lam frames her cult around the idea of family, but then yeah. uses her biological child as a tool. Um. And like in a very gross way. And I don't think I have like more to say about that currently because I'm still kind of cooking on it. But like, I think the idea that Eleanor has like four different parents, and all of them are kind of like connected to her, but not, and she just kind of ends up choosing one because it's the only one that had no influence from the others. Um, mm -hmm. it's kind of like a Stockholm situation to a degree. Like, where they both were just put in a shitty situation and bonded, so, like, why wouldn't she care about him? Yeah. Um. I don't know. That's true. I think Bioshock 2 I... has really interesting things to say about family. I just don't know all of what they are yet. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah, the, the entire place of Rapture is the family. Uh, and, like, Eleanor also says it, like, I am... It's the the voice of Rapture, like Rapture is the body, and like, uh, you're the fist or something. I, I don't know, but she she's describing it like they're all connected, and you really do see that in some sort of mind control way. She did connect them all, and they are all kind of Eleanor's family too. It's it's weird down there. Yeah, it really is, but I think that's like so interesting because not a lot of games like talk about like found family or like. In this case, it's, like, forced family to a degree. True. Because, you know, like, the Delta and Eleanor didn't find each other. Johnny Topside did not want to be there. Yeah, no, and obviously Eleanor was a child. She had absolutely no choice. Yeah. Um, but they made, like, the best out of a bad situation and ended up, like, just resolving to be together. Um, I also like the notion that, like, Delta from the start is just like down to do this. Um, and mm -hmm. like it is like a self preservation thing at first, but even when it becomes not, like you just end up becoming committed to like getting Eleanor out once you see how fucked up her future is going to be. Yeah. And you're hearing all these things about like how, what like little sisters have went through and like how just horrible it is in Rapture. You want her to be safe. Bioshock 2 is good. Yes, yes. <laughs> Bioshock 2 is great. They should have channeled this energy into the series instead of whatever the fuck Infinite was. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, we have to play that now. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> I realized I my my friend was just like, dude, do you remember Bioshock Infinite? And I was like, yeah, like I'm about to go into it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again. Oh man. Um, why not play Bioshock yeah. Infinite in 2020? What could happen? What could possibly what could go, go wrong? wrong? <laughs> uh I I'm I'm excited for that. But do we want to talk about Minerva's Den? Yeah. Under the water again. Back back in the Bioshock 2? I I want to sure. say it's pre-Bioshock 2. Let me Google this. I found a long picture of Oh, thank God. Oh my god. Oh, they don't have dates large enough though. Uh, open. This is so much. Okay. It's astounding. Yeah, like I think because my thought right was like okay. So anyway, so Minerva's Den is you play a subject Sigma, who's another Alpha series, uh, big daddy like, uh, subject Delta was in Bioshock Two, and you get a call on the radio from this uh scientist named CM Porter, who's basically telling you like, hey, I brought you down here to help me get this AI called the Thinker out of here. Um, so, like, do me a solid and help. Um, Porter's also the, the second black character I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um. Um, and so, you, you as Subject Sigma say, okay. And, um, you basically find out that, like, the guy who, uh, Porter started his computer company with, like, fucked him over and took it over because he, they created, like, the best AI ever, essentially, which is called The Thinker. And Porter was starting to use it to like copy personalities, um, and be like more of an AI. And uh, the other guy whose name I can't remember wanted to use it. I think it was Wall. Yeah. Uh, he wants to use it to like basically be a souped-up betting computer. Uh, like yeah. he's using it to bet on baseball games and stuff because it has like a predictive algorithm. Um. And he gets, like, hella paranoid and stuff. So you're trying to get the thinker back from him. Um, and then, like, as you go, you kind of find out that, like, Porter's wife died uh, during the Blitz of London in World War II. Um, and he had been gone helping Alan Turing with the uh, Enigma Code thing. And so he wasn't there when his wife died. And when he got home, all that was left was ashes. Um so then when they and, ooh, go ahead. Oh, oh sorry, yeah, and he he kind of like holds onto that still. Yeah. Like in, in this and game. And so he like feeds the thinker like portions of Pearl's personality. Like he they have a bunch of like audio recordings and stuff. So he feeds that to the thinker and then like feeds uh like anecdotes about her and stuff. Um and then you find out he actually was able to like manufacture her personality, but it was like too creepy. So he Just shut it down. Emulating her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's like an audio log where you hear him like run the first test and like the thinker starts speaking as Pearl. And then when he's like, no, this is too much, like shut it down. The thinker like starts being like, I thought you loved me, like all this stuff. And it's like uh, yeah. super. Her part two. Yeah, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and he's just like, turn it off, turn it off. Um, so after you go through all of this shit to, like, get the thinker back, you find out that, like, um, Andrew Ryan's secret police came and took CM Porter and turned him into a big daddy. And so he is Subject Sigma, 
But before that, he was able to upload his consciousness into the thinker. Um, and Bridget Tenenbaum ends up wanting to team up with you because she needs the thinker to figure out how to stop uh, the little sisterification, I guess. That is the best word in the world. <laughs> little, little sisterification. Yes. Um, that, okay, the, the entire story is so... It sounds like so much, but it also doesn't take place in that much time. It's like, very short. I think it's, what, like an hour or two? Yeah, I, it took me two hours to go through. And um, I liked the ending. I feel like it's the most definitive ending you get from a Bioshock story, I feel like. Yes. Because yeah, you know exactly actually. what happens to him after. Um, mm-hmm. Which is sad, but nice. As a, some sort of conclusion is Charles good Milton Porter series. is the only person in the Bioshock series who got a halfway decent ending. <laughs> yeah. Which is good for him. I, Thank I God. Right? I don't even want to think about Comstock. Oh my God. Uh, and that whole um, shindig. Because, yeah, like, you basically, like, you get out, and once you get out, uh, Tenenbaum uses the thinker to reverse your big daddiness, and then you get a scene of him, like, going to Pearl's grave and basically saying, like, you know, I really fucked up and I tried to recreate you, and it just all went to hell. And I think I'm finally, like, ready to let you go, and I'm going to go, like, try to be a good person and shit. Um, it's very sad yeah but it was like kind of satisfying to see like him get his freedom back like yeah and also that, like know, he's bi- fixed like he's not like like he's he looks like his picture again in those scenes like he doesn't have any damage mm-hmm. that you can see at least from what happened to him yeah and it feels like i don't know like feels kind of like fate when at the end of Bioshock when you turn into big daddy it's like i don't feel like i'm turning back like I, I don't feel like there's a chance to turn back, um. But to to see it happen and to be like, oh, you could you could really just reverse that process. I thought it was way more intrusive. Than, I do like the one thing I like about like what the world of Bioshock posits is that like with Adam and these super smart computers, like yeah, you can just fucking do anything. Yeah, I guess so. It just seems incredible. It's just, it's so um, funny because literally, like, it is like there's that, that surgeon in the first one who's like obsessed with reshaping people's bodies. And then even yeah. Lamb is like, I'm going to like sculpt you into the person I want you to be with Adam. Um, and it's kind of the same thing where like, I can't remember, there's something where they kind of talk, I think it's a Tenenbaum audiologue maybe in Minerva's Den where she's talking about how like, she's pretty sure she could reverse the little sister and big daddy process if she could get a hold of a computer that could do it. And, like, because Mm -hmm. uh, Porter and Wall have been able to, like, run loose in Rapture, they've been able to create the thinker, and she's heard of it. And so, like, because of that, like... And there's, like, an ad, too, that plays in Minerva's Den that's, like, the thinker does, like, a million calculations a second, and it helps run Rapture. Um. And, like, it ties yeah. into that where she's like, I need, like, massive computing power to figure this out. Um, so, basically, that's, like, she's like, yeah, I let you basically talk to yourself because I knew, like, it would be scary. Um, but I need your help to get this computer and I can save you if you help me. Yeah. 
it's uh, it's actually a cool story and i think i don't know it's good you... and i think like the level design is very tight um i think the only thing i didn't like was they changed the order that you get plasmids and weapons from delta to sigma so it was <laughs> like like while i get that like obviously they're gonna find things in different spots or whatever but i was like bro like i do not want to start a bioshock game with only hypnosis i'm sorry i don't <laughs> yeah yeah i i think i would have hmm. i think i would have liked it more if i didn't just play bioshock 2 before it like if i took a, a break from bioshock and then um like booted it up again uh but kind of did it did a back-to-back for this yeah i did it back-to-back um, too yeah but it was it was cool going in it, it, it this the story felt very different from everything else because I don't know. I, I think I wanted the first one to be shorter. Mm-hmm. And the second one, I f- felt like it was shorter. Um, I don't know. I, maybe I just played through faster. But this one was, like, very tight. And, like, this is, like, the range that I think every game should be at. Like, I don't know. Three hours max is very good for me. <laughs> um, I think you can, like, pack a lot of stuff in there. Uh, and, and this game definitely does that. And in terms of uh, l- l- setting up playgrounds for you to use plasmids and weapons and, like, actually have fun with the systems that they've developed like within plasmids and just like combat in general um yeah i think it works and you really get to like have fun with the dual wielding uh just like in bioshock 2 yeah um i think my main thing with this was i was talking to i was talking to uh, a friend about this and i was like because i was like minerva's den was like fine um, cause when I tweeted that I finished Bioshock 2, I, I got a bunch of people who were like, have you played Minerva's Den yet? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. starting it, but I'm, I'm like just starting it. And, um, so like I went in, I feel like with these kind of elevated expectations and I have heard a lot of people say that Minerva's Den is like the best thing about Bioshock. Yeah. Um, and it was fine. I think it was, it, it, this is something I've been struggling a lot with right lately where it's like. Minerva's Den, I think, is objectively good. Like, I think it is a well-designed video game with a solid story and, like, relatively fun mechanics. Yeah. But that's, like, it. Whereas I feel like Bioshock 2, because it's a little... I mean, it's longer, and it's also, like, a little messier. I feel like there's just more to chew on, and that just does more for me personally. Um, Yeah. And also, like, it sucks because, you know, this... Like at the my, my like my friend was like, well, you have to remember like at the time, why this was a big deal, and I do get that, um, because that's part of the problem too is like I've played Soma, um, and, and mm-hmm. Soma is like this but better. Yeah, it's that's true. I mean, this was, I I was looking at like why this was so different. <laughs> like I I also heard a lot of praise about this, and I was like, why what? What about this DLC of people like super hyped on? Mm-hmm. Um, but it did seem like it was it was super cheap. I, I think I remember when it came out, and it was like a lot for that too. Um, a lot of people were just like, "Oh, I could just get this ten buck di- Bioshock DLC. Let, let's do it." Um, but yeah, and the story it, it told is very wild. Um, I think, but yeah, I don't know. I've I've played a lot of like walking simulators and this like gave me some of those vibes and it kind of makes sense because the whole Steve Gaynor uh, 
was like a designer on it i think Mm -hmm. yeah this is like the precursor to gone home yeah and i was i i I like that i i I see that after like reading that i'm like oh it makes sense i Um, also like i was talking to someone about this and they were like oh yeah like i loved it It is like a precursor to gone home and stuff and i was like i actually didn't really like gone home Mm, really yeah it's like it's fine the thing is right like when i went into it i knew what the twist was like i knew Mm. the conceit so then because of that, it wasn't something, like, meaningful that I stumbled upon. It was literally just me being like, God damn it, I gotta fucking walk around this house to figure out something I already know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, do, I totally see that. I think I just downloaded it one day. And I yeah, played. and I think that's kind of the same thing with this, where it's, like, it, it's not fair because this came first and, like, was revolutionary at its time. It just sucks because, like, I'm meeting it where I'm at yeah. now. And I've seen it done better and like in ways that are more. Yeah, like this was 10 years ago. So I'm like, yeah, this was good. It was fine, but like, eh. That's very true. It's weird to uh, approach media like that that has been so heavily praised. Um, But it's like, stuff has done this cooler. (laughs) Stuff has done this cooler now. Uh, And learned from this. Yeah, because like that's all I can think about. I feel like I keep saying it, but it's just like, Minerva's Den is a pre-Soma. Like, it is, obviously, it's not the exact same story, but, like, it's very much that idea, including even, like, the underwater city colony stuff, like, and, like, walking around underwater in the spooky spaces and shit. Like, it's very much that, but, like, Soma manages to be so spooky and atmospheric and, like, a little bit more grounded in a way that's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I never played... I never, I never played through uh, Soma. What is uh, what's the game about? Um, I don't want to spoil okay. it for you, but it's. I, I guess we'll put we'll put. Do you care? Do you want to know? I ca- well, what's the gist? Because I saw, I remember working at EB Games and seeing like that in the the bin, and being like, "What is this game?" So the gist is basically that you're um there is like this colony underwater. Um, and it's basically, yeah, like, there's this colony underwater that has become derelict for some reason, and you're trying to get out. Um, so it is very much, like, Bioshock vibes in that way, but instead of doing it in, like, the -the over-the-top, like, old Hollywood, like, Adam means we can do anything kind of way, they went for a little bit more, like, science-y, um, kind of grounded, like, marine biology Mm. type shit. Um, and I can't remember what the, like, setup premise is, but yeah, you, like, wake up in there and you have to, like, you do have, like, the, like, people calling you and being like, yeah, like, I need your help, like, this is how we're gonna get out of here, etc. So it definitely does have big Bioshock energy in that way, but also there are these, like, weird staticky monsters that walk around. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's like a survival, it was originally a survival horror game, they made it. They made a mode for it where you can play it where the monsters are still there, but I think they don't attack oh, you. Oh, nice. I, I would yeah, love that Yeah, it's something like that. It's something where, like, they lessen the scary <laughs> part. Um, but, yeah, so it's basically you just, like, walking through this under like underwater science base trying to figure out, like, how to get out and trying to figure out, like, what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. That sounds... And there's a twist rooney at the end that is similar to... Oh, okay. Death. Like you're one of the oh I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a fun game, and I could see how that definitely got some pointers from Bioshock too and Minerva's Dan. 
Yeah, like the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, no, this is a great example because Soma has a huge bio. Yeah, actually, energy. I'm looking at screenshots and, and stuff. This seems very much like Rapture. Yeah, it's very much like that, but they went with like, they went more directly survival horror because, yeah, in the first one, it's all about like hiding and getting around the yeah. monsters. Um, but, and it's like, it's dark as fucking, but you can't fight is mm. the thing. I kind of like that. That's that's what I wanted more out of one Bioshock one. So if it's here, I might have to play this game. Yeah, Frankie, I think you should play Selma. It's really good. Okay. Absolutely on on the list now. I'm getting my notepad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like having played that first, it makes coming to this like. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, I totally get the influences this had. I, like, I can totally see this in that's DNA. I just like yeah. that better. I feel that. That, yeah, I, I definitely got that, too. Like, you see, you see, like, where things have started from. And I think it's cool to go back and, and check out how cool this game must have been. Like, I kind of wish I played it back then. Um, but yeah. it's still, like, it's still a nice game. I liked it. I, I think yeah two two has a like a wilder longer story uh, with lots of lots of intertwining elements too um, that I think you can hook onto and talk more about like really dive into Lamb and like what's up there. I also okay this is back on the spray painting from earlier and the graffiti, but why? <laughs> I you're the leaders of this city. Like why are you spray painting? Like it feels weird. Like it, I feel like. Spray yeah, painting's rebellious, know. but like you're the everyone is already agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, like like this is <laughs> yeah, your area. Chill. This is your place. Yeah, like I love that literally, like, like what is it? Um, fuck. Persephone is the penal area. I can't remember what Lamb's area that she bought is called. Oh. Uh, but yeah, there's like graffiti all over it, and it's like why this is your house are you doing this all for delta like like just for this guy he's living rent free in your head sophia lamb he is literally that's the moral of bioshock 2 is don't let people live rent free in your head (laughs) yeah just let Let it it go. go seriously oh my gosh like you don't have to forgive and forget but just fucking let it go feel like it all could have gone differently oh have you did you try the multiplayer i actually didn't click on it i didn't because i wasn't sure how it would work in the year of 2020 on the nintendo switch who is playing bioshock 2 multiplayer right now because i want to see that competitive scene well especially because like i feel like on pc you could like probably find a match still but like i don't know how many people bought the switch collection you know like i feel like it's probably not that many people and i feel like aside from that like i don't know how many people are like sitting on their switch being like you know what i'm gonna play (laughs) is some bioshock 2 multiplayer via nintendo's online i'm looking at a gameplay footage right now it's it seems like call of duty yeah i remember there's like (laughs) so weird there's like characters you play as like pe- like like characters in the world. Yeah, they look like humans. 
Yeah, well, and they have, like, names and shit, I think. And I think they're, like, they have, like, wiki entries what? and shit. Actually? I think so. They, okay. They are very good at developing a lot of characters um, and putting a lot of research into them and kind of crafting their whole world. Yeah, I do think I like that. I feel like the thing that's attractive about Bioshock has the opposite problem of Mass Effect Mm. in that Mass Effect 1's actual story, if we're not like taking into the account this space cop war crimes shit, um, is more solid and like put together than Mass Effect 2's. Mm. But Mass Effect 2 has really, really compelling characters. And that's, like, the inverse of Bioshock, where Bioshock 1, the story's not great, but it has really, really compelling characters that, like, get you through it. Um, Whereas, like, 2, the characters are a lot more, like, toned down and kind of grounded, but the story's, like, a lot more solid. That's very true. I think... Yeah, I didn't even notice that the characters weren't as, like... Full of pizzazz, like at, at, like they were in the first one. Until you pointed that out, and I'm thinking, yeah, they they're pretty just like by the books people, <laughs> who were just like, yeah, because it's like it's like right, it's Sinclair who's the charismatic prison profiteer. There's Lan who's the science cultist, um, uh, which like that sounds extreme, but also it's not like Sander Cohen murder <laughs> artist, yeah. you know, murder. Or, like, Frank Fontaine, who's not actually Frank Fontaine. He's a con man named Frank something else who killed Frank Fontaine and assumed his identity. And then when that wasn't convenient anymore, he became yeah. Atlas. Like, the, the worst guy and the most evil twist. Like, <laughs> too much there. Yeah, like, meanwhile, it's just like, and, like, Grace is just, like, a normal lady who got kind of, like, fucking sucked yeah. into some Yeah, and you convince her, too, like, if you spare her, which you probably should, um, she's like, wait a second. Yeah. A, a thinking man is the one that, uh, thinks, and then. Yeah, she's literally, like, a monster doesn't have mercy or something yeah, like and, that. Yeah, and then she's like, I'm gonna talk to Eleanor, or sorry, I'm gonna talk to Sophia about this, because, uh, because you just spared my life. Uh, which is an interesting, like, switch around. Yeah. She actually, I don't know, <laughs> like, changes her mind. Yeah, I do like that it's, like, they showed... I still don't like Grace's character, by and large, oh, but I course, do like yeah. that, like, because Delta makes that choice, like, Grace is, like, okay, like, what I have been fed about you is clearly not the entire truth, because, like, the Delta that I was told about would have killed mm. me. It's, It's interesting that, like... Delta is kind of helping these people think for themselves um, and like, like gifting them that autonomy. Mm -hmm. Like even Grace, like just like letting her be like, wait a second, not everything Sophia says is, is true. Like, Hmm. Yeah. Which I guess that is, that is, I guess we kind of just argued for the killing Grace choice, maybe being Uh, okay, which sucks. But like, I, I, I like that your choices have consequences. Not in the, like, the Walking Dead sense, but just in the fact that, like, Delta's actions do impact the people around him and cause them to have, like, reactions and thoughts and feelings of yeah. their own. Which includes, like, because he chooses to not hurt Grace when he could, like, 
she's able to then be like, okay, well, I was told that he was this murderous monster and he's clearly not. So like now there's a shadow mm-hmm. of doubt. And, and the same with Eleanor, where she's like, you know, I watched you spare people that you didn't have to. Therefore, like, I can do the same. Or, you know, I watched you choose who lived and died. And it made me realize, like, sometimes you do have to make that choice. Yeah. Um, and that's sick. Yeah, it, it, that, that, that was a cool part of it. Um, it felt less like, I don't know, like, it, by the end of Bioshock 1, I'm like, I'm like what, what even was the, you were controlling me the whole time? Really? Like, that. Yeah, there's no point to Bioshock. Yeah, you just wanted this other than like fuck Frank Fontaine. (laughs) This really the point of Bioshock One is like actually just so like Bridget Tenenbaum can like realize that she fucked up and like try to fix it. Yeah, it was weird and it was a lot of exploration, but I like that this one is like, listen, you know the world, you know these guys, you're here again. Obviously, you liked it. Um, uh, here here's what's going on. You know these the big daddies are always by the uh, little sisters. That's what's happening now. Go. Um, and go on your whole journey. Uh, and I thought that was cool. Like, it was a, it's a simple conceit at the start. And then it gets over time. Like, you're just like, oh, there's really layers to this shit. Um. Yeah. I also really like that, like, the games try so hard to make it seem like the big daddies are monsters or are unfeeling or whatever. Yeah. But, like, because you get to embody them, you get to give them personhood. And then the game shows that by saying, like, yeah, your choices do matter. Like, Delta is sentient, and, like, what he decides does impact other people. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you, even with, like, the ARG, too, and, and, and Mark, like, you are hearing stories of, like, the people that are actually the big daddies, which one wasn't really that concerned about um, at all. It's just, like, bad guys, kill them. And th- I still don't like how this one it keeps reminding you, like, you have to fight the big daddies to uh, kind of, like, keep up in levels. Well, yeah, especially because then there's the parts where, like, um, I might be min- mixing this up with Minerva's Den, but there's multiple points where people are like, oh, we're going to make you fight your brothers, and then they send out, like, other alpha series. Yes. And, yes. like, that's fucked up. Yeah. So then, like, like, and the game is, like, kind of pointing to, like, or at least, like, the characters know, like, oh, like, we're gonna make you fight the guys who are like you. Yeah, like, the other <laughs> people we fucked up. <laughs> but then they still make you kill them, and that mm-hmm. sucks. I wish, like, I I don't know. It's just, like, I wish the, the Adam that from Harvesting with the Little Sisters gave you more, like, an equal amount as fighting a Big Daddy and, and Harvesting. Um, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, you know you're rewarding me I just, more like, for- I feel like that's, like, the one thing they should have subverted with this game that they didn't, is, like, it's fucked up that you play as a big daddy and you still have yeah. to kill them. If you could also, I don't know, there's no, there's no kind of, like, freedom for them. I just keep thinking, like, there's so many of these dudes just walking around. <laughs> like, Well, the other thing, too, like, the big sisters. Yeah. Because you oh, kill, like, three or four. At least on easy, you kill, like, three of them. Mm-hmm. And that's just the thing. They just show up out of nowhere hunting you because Lamb sent them. And there's no way to save them. Like, you just have to kill them. Yeah. And then you get Adam from them. Like, there's just, yeah, like, there's, like, the, it sucks that those people are considered already too far gone. Mm-hmm. Because you know there's, uh, also, like, you know there's options out there. Like, there's tech out there to, like, like the thinker. But that's only exclusive and for certain characters. 
Well, and even, like, Lamb has the plasmid that lets her control Big Daddies, and I think you get that in the first game, too, don't you? Yes. You get one that, like, Hypnotize lets you control Big them? Daddy. yeah. So, like, you could, like, in theory, hypnotize them, get them into a bathosphere, and, like, save them. Yeah. But no one cares. No, No one cares yeah. about them. Like, if that was a mission, like, yeah. Get, like, spray the whole thing with Big Daddy Hypnotize. <laughs> like, get them out. Honestly, I would play the, like, herding mission where it's me <laughs> rounding up Big Daddies. <laughs> and putting them on a boat. I would do it. That would be so good. Because it sucks. Honestly... The point of this episode of the podcast is Big Daddy writes. Big Daddy writes, seriously. Um, did we talk about this last time? Um, but he's in uh, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Big- he is. Yeah, he's a <laughs> he's a fighter. That's their like PlayStation Smash Bros. Yeah. Um, it's was quite funny. was Bioshock a PlayStation exclusive? No. Here. So why is he in there? I, I don't know. He's it's very funny. Like, that game needs to come back, and they need to put Subject Delta in the DLC. <laughs> I, I don't know. He was, he was one of the strongest characters in that game. That's so wild. I didn't know that. Also, it's weird that the Alpha series looks so different from the ones we see in one. Yeah. Because they got, like, tube heads. What was the reasoning behind that? I didn't catch it. Like. I don't remember. I think it was, it was just because different people were designing them. True. Yeah, the alpha ones look tall. <laughs> like, those yeah, guys. the alpha ones are like like less bulky too. They look more like normal dude sized. Yeah. Because the original big daddies are fucking huge, <laughs> giant. What are they? Are those rosies? Is that no, the- rosies are the ones that shoot rivets. Oh, okay. I think I don't think they. I don't know what the normal ones are called. Well, they're all big daddies to me. They're all. Oh, you know what else was good about Minerva's dad, though? What? You can get a tonic that when you hack the bots and the turrets and stuff, it names them. Oh, yeah. So I had like a squad of like security bots that was named like (laughs) Buddy and like Max and then like a turret that was named George or some shit. It ruled. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, hacking guy, that needs to be more games. Yeah, well, and just, like, I, it was so nice, because we talked about it in the first game, but, like, Bioshock is so lonely. Mm-hmm. And, like, 2 felt a little bit less lonely, because between Sinclair and Eleanor, you kind of always have someone in your ear. Yes. Um, but, like, with uh, Sigma, like, you're walking around by yourself trying to figure this shit out, and then, like, you got little friends. An army. An army of pals. Yeah, and then you can repair them, too. You can use your Eve to fix them. Yeah. So they can stay with you longer. And that rules. I just had, like, a bunch of little pals hanging out. <laughs> it's super cool. I don't know. I loved that part. Those machines, like, I loved playing around with the different things that were just in there. And the game didn't, I guess, weren't uh, necessary for, like, progressing. They are just to like, switch up your play style. Um, the, what were the passive, uh, plasmids called again? I forget the name. The, uh, and it, the ones that stayed on you no matter what, like the ice one, um, those ones were always fun. Cause I was like, okay, yeah, I can actually like tune this to, I like to hack a lot of things. So I will make a hacker big daddy. <laughs> yeah. Did you, there's like one that you can get, 
I can't remember if it's in Minerva's Den 2 or if it was just in 2, but there was, like, a tonic that you could put on that was, like, called, like, Drill Expert or something, where, like, you don't get to use any of your weapons except for the drill, but you get, like, a big boost to your hacking. Oh my gosh, I didn't use that one. No! (laughs) I should have. Yeah, and it makes it so, like, you can't even select your other weapons but the hacking tool and your drill. Um, But you get, like, I think it's, like... I I think it's something along the lines of like hacking is easier and your plasmids use less eve. Mm. Oh, that's very good. That's that's another fun one. Yeah, and I, I don't know, it like lets you use its systems to like the fullest of it of possibilities cuz I mean like if you like a certain element of it, you can just do that. Yeah, um, and see I I I think I would have preferred that kind of tonic for the first one because I didn't really like the guns that much in the first one. No. But the big daddy guns are good. Yes. Especially because the, they have so many different kinds of ammo. The the rivet gun's very powerful. Um, that one like in on fire and of course like the spear rocket. That was yeah the rocket spear and like the fucking grenade launcher. Yeah, the classic. Also, like the mini turret. <laughs> yes, the turrets. Oh my gosh, you could really just like play, uh, and just like farm splicers and and try different abilities. I like mm-hmm. that stealth isn't really something they they focused on and tried to do like half ass because a lot of games do that. It's like you can either like blow up everyone on the outside or like try to sneak by slightly, and not really have like a fleshed out stealth system. Here the they were just stealth game I've played is uh, Dishonored. Yeah, or Mark of the Ninja, another great one. I haven't played it, but I I like Dishonored because I can get away with uh being completely non-lethal by just having every man run up to me and shooting him in the face with a sleep dart. <laughs> you could do that in that game. Yeah, that's how I play. Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. I never yeah, tried. I didn't kill anybody, but I was not stealthy. I just <laughs> had them run up on me, and then when they came, went to swing, I said good night. Is it automatic, or you just like one at a time, like? Toop, toop. Yeah, no, you just shoot one dart, and then they like fall down, <laughs> and then you shoot another one. I had a nice pile. Oh my gosh! Of sleeping men. <laughs> the fuck? Do you want to know a fun fact about Dishonored? Is if you have someone unconscious, but they fall into a body of water, that'll count as a kill. What? Do they not wake yeah, up? No, not, they like, drown. Oh god. Do you okay, does it tell you when when uh when they die? If you're trying to do I passive? think it just like counts as like a There's some kind of like kill indicator, isn't there or something? I can't remember. But I think either that or it'll like show up on the end screen that like it counted a kill against you. Oh no. <laughs> I think it's the same, too, where if you leave unconscious people where rats can get them, that also counts as a kill. What? Because the ra- rats will eat them while they're sleeping. The rats will eat them? Mm-hmm. No. No, thank you. I, the I would, is gross, dude. I remember, um, was it Mafia 3? Uh, you could, like, whistle, and then every dude would just, like, come, and you could just throw them into the gators. Uh... <laughs> This is seriously funny sneak mechanics. The guards are always just like, huh, I think I heard something. That is like a perpetual video game thing. It really is. And then you just fucking eat them. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Um, 
did I guess we strayed a bit far away from Minerva's Den at the end <laughs> there. But did you have any any more things to say about Minerva's? No. I think I think I'm, I'm good. I'm trying to I have another one. One second. Scrolling through the bot. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Uh I had one more thing on Minerva's Den. Um I think it it's good at like kind of enriching like what Bioshock One set up. Um mm-hmm. and I feel like it two and Minerva's Den like did a good job at being like, okay, this is what was really good about Bioshock. Um and yeah. they expanded they expanded on those elements. Like I it's a a really satisfying sequel that I don't know, when I looked at the cover, I don't know why. I just looked at the cover and I was like, I feel like this is just gonna be the same game I get. <laughs> but, well, and that's uh, like a criticism that a lot of people have like levied against it in the past, and I just genuinely disagree. I feel it, like it's really, really significantly different. It's massively different. Yeah, I'd never played before this playthrough. Um and yeah, it takes different chances. It explores the world differently. I don't know. It was a. It's very cool in how it it uh, explores the Bioshock world. Yeah, uh, and you're. I mean, we talked about it a bunch, but like your physicality is even different. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Like moving through the world as Jack from the start versus moving through the world as a big daddy from the start is like not the same experience. No, there's a certain confidence you have in this game. Like, you are strong. You're pretty strong here. Yeah, like, even your base weapon is, like, an actual weapon and not just a fucking wrench. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, just going through that whole, like, rapturearchives.org and, like, just clicking on a bunch of things, I was like, this is incredible. Like, the amount of work that went into, like, promotion for this game, uh, just, it it blows my mind. Like, I, I don't know. I haven't really seen that for many other games. Yeah, um, well, and the story is buck wild too. It is. It goes so many places. <laughs> also, the... I'm really glad that I encountered this after the fact because it happened like day by day for like 300 days. Oh no! And I... like, I ain't got time for that. No, who's clocking in every day to check this room and <laughs> check the notes? Yeah, no, like that literally was how it went. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's running on Flash. I think it's gonna be gone because I know. Flashpoint, a service that like you can that archives a bunch of Flash games, they don't mm-hmm. have this. But I mean, yeah, if you're listening hoping... to this now, play it before Flash is gone. Yeah, I'm hoping that like I'm hoping that EA or whoever will like step in and save it, just because like mm-hmm. um they kept it as the Rapture archives. I I feel like this is the kind of thing they'd be like, oh well, bye. It's not making us any more money yeah. now. My only, like, last shot of hope is just that they did keep it as the Rapture Archives after something in the sea dot com. So I'm like, maybe they'll keep it again. But <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Hopefully, hopefully. Because it's cool. Like, it's a cool website to just, like, fuck around with. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, especially, like, just seeing or being in games and, like, seeing every release and being like, okay. Here's a new game. It's coming out then. All right. But this is a whole like lead up years of just content, like days, every day, new 
thing that like someone was working on. It, it really shows like a lot of care to this story. Um, yeah, I, I love it, and it makes me really angry that everybody shits on this game because, or <laughs> less now. I feel like a lot of people are like Bioshock Two respecters now, but like this game slaps, and the first one kind of sucks. So yeah, this. Hmm. I do. I feel like people should play the first one to know Rapture first. But I would like. I think this is also just a great way to start the series too. Like, you can just play Bioshock like this. Bioshock Two. Um. Yeah, I might have to recommend this to my friends who are looking for a new horror game. Slash. Yeah. Well, this is very scary to me. I know this is not a horror game for some folks, but this is scary to me. I think it's scary. If you don't think that being forced into being a big daddy through prison experimentation is terrible and horrifying, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right? Right in the whole atmosphere. Ugh. I don't know. Don't want to be under there. No. Rapture is a nightmare, and Delta's life has been horrible. <laughs> That's confirmed. Delta has a case for prison abol- abolition. <laughs> Please. Please. That man was wrongfully imprisoned and then enslaved. By the dude he thought he was helping. Or was helping him. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, well. Bioshock. Bioshock. I'm trying to think if I have anything else I wanted to hit. Um... Oh, uh, the, the Brute Splicers? Those mm-hmm. were new in this game? Honestly, yeah. took me by surprise. Like, the, just seeing such a large spice, I was like, this guy's going to beat the hell out of me. Um, yeah, this- they were large boys. Yeah. Also, was it just me, or did the spider splicers feel, like, way more aggressive in this one? They were, they were uh, antagonistic and also tall and powerful. And they really, really liked throwing them hooks. Yes. They did redesign. I also the close-ups. I don't know. You don't see a lot of them with the masks on this time. Like they're just no. Like, their faces are scary. Yeah, they they the plasmids have definitely fucked some stuff up. Um, uh. Yeah, the I I liked fighting the brute guys though because it was like one. You guys all have British accents for some reason. I don't know why, but they all had the yeah, same. Yeah, I don't accent. know why everybody. Like, I get the ones who have, like, the American transatlantic accents, because, like, yeah, yeah, like, that's, like, literally who Andrew Ryan was, so, like, yeah, I get it. But, like, all the British people, I'm like, where did you all come from? <laughs> right? He's like, oh, I been doing it for Sophia Lamb. I'm like, okay. And then telekinesis the rock. Oh, did you ever do that? That was, that was fun. Picking up their rocks when they, when they throw it at you. Oh, I I did it, but I sucked at it, so I usually didn't end up hitting him when I threw it back. Oh, I feel you. I just, like, felt so... I I landed it once, and I felt so cool. I was like, oh my gosh. I mostly just set them on fire, and then, like, either had my little friends murder them, or just, like, I would, like, set them on fire, run away, and then, like, shoot them from afar. (laughs) That's And then they'd run up and punch me in the face, and then I'd just do the same thing over again. (laughs) It's a lot of rinse and repeat. Yeah, I mean, once you find, like, a flow in that game, it's kind of hard to, like, 
switch it up. Why would you? Yeah, why would you want to? Also, I don't know. I was scrambling for ammo at some points. Some points I just had yeah. my like my drill like uppercut thing um, mm-hmm. that didn't have the the gas in it, and I was like, okay, well. I'm yeah, just going to be I spamming do, this I one. I do think that this game did a better job, even on easy, of being like, you have to switch up weapons. Yes. I, I had to learn how to use everything. Every single, like, ammo type 2, I was like, I don't care. I got to use this. <laughs> yeah, because at some check. point I was like, shit, well, I guess all I have is trap rivets, so let's figure this out. <laughs> yeah. They would, I would shoot the trap rivets, and, like, they would stick to the splicers and not even explode. They'd just like be running around with one on them, and I was like, "Oh, no, see, I stop. had it. I would shoot. I only did that like in one fight, but I like panicked and forgot to switch them. So I was shooting, and one got onto one, and another splicer set it off. Oh, so it exploded on them. Okay, John Wick, that was that's very good. <laughs> it was completely an accident, and I loved it. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, I had, I had fun with these games. Good. good game. Um, I, I, you know what? I'm happy to come out of this series thinking that at least one Bioshock game is like just genuinely good. Yes. I, I really thought it would be like Bioshock one okay, and then this one less okay. Just kind of, I thought, I thought it was gonna be like clone, um, but. Yeah, no, this one held it on its own, and I think it, it it also, like, as I said earlier, like, I think it could serve, without any of the context from Bioshock 1, like, just be its own game. Like, I I like it. I like it how it is. Yeah. I think there's, like, enough context clues, honestly, that you could just have this on its own. True. I think the only part that's, like, enriched by knowing about Bioshock 1 and about Andrew Ryan is just, like, how much he and Sophia Lamb fucking hate each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's also talking about that in all the audio logs of this one. Yeah. It's just like, I love that she's just like, fuck this social Darwinist motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm with you there. But. The enemy of my enemy. But also, like, you're my enemy. Yeah, there was so much of like, like at the start of the shit that Lamb was saying, I was like, the fucking TikTok <laughs> meme where you do the like, but yeah. then, like, then you find out what she wants to do to Eleanor and, like, all yeah. this other shit. And you're just like, oh, okay. So, like, you're actually a- an awful person. <laughs> it's true. And everyone is on her side. Ugh. Uh, Bioshock 2 is good. It's a good one. It and Big Daddy writes. <laughs> Big Daddy writes for real. This one really, you, you felt it. I, I, I mean, I think we already empathized with them in the first one. Like, we spoke about that. Um, like, having to kill them to progress and, like, stay up to date. But, yeah, this one really gave them, I don't know, humanity. Because they are people in there. Yeah, they are legitimately people. They were, most of those dudes are probably fucking prisoners. Oh, true, actually. What the hell? Like, that's canon. Ugh. So, Rapture is nasty all over. Rapture's a bad place, and I wish that they had focused on that a little bit more. When they, in the ARG, when they talk about, like, the the 
disappearance um or the vanishing or whatever when like everyone went down to rapture mm-hmm. i was like that's true like it, I, I never thought about the perspective of people on land at that time um, yeah my favorite thing about the prequel book is absolutely like them being like really freaked out that a bunch of people disappear and then in the arg like there's the uh ufo guy who's like yeah all those people got taken by fucking aliens dude yeah yeah he's like like, you're like that's silly but then it's like okay but the real story is just as wild (laughs) yeah possibly wilder i think my favorite part is when mark is like he's he's uh explaining everyone like this is what's happening this is happening and the only people that pick him up is like some like conspiracy magazine it's like only (laughs) the only the kooks will listen to me now or whatever it's like mark come on at least they're listening to you yeah it's like dude what you're saying is fucking batshit who's gonna believe that (laughs) who's gonna believe uh mark (laughs) you sad sad sack of a man (laughs) pour one out for our boy mark rapture forever well he's with his daughter yeah i i think you can choose to kill him Mm mm-hmm and audio log plays, I think, if uh, if you kill him. I didn't. Uh, he. Um, he. What's it called? I think he says. Remember looking up his character. He says something like, "Uh, like I'm happy I was united again." Um, and it also plays like uh, Eleanor, or sorry, Sophia. Being like, I made a deal with him. And they have a conversation. Yeah, because I heard... There's a part where, like, you hear him talking. And it, like, kind of explains, like, what happened. And Mm -hmm. so, like, I heard that part about her making a deal with him. But I never went after him. Ah. So I just left him to his own devices because yeah i i just felt like he'd been through enough he's been through so so much and it took so much of his life oh i also liked the security drones that had the lasers that was pretty sick yes yes like the different kinds of security bots were really cool especially with all the hacking uh updates it's like okay i can use tech like that's a viable way to play through Yeah. Like, if you had a good squad of little friends, like, you could really do anything. Honestly. Man, okay, sorry. I'm on the, the uh, what's it called? The wiki, looking at the names of the places. And I love all of these names, again. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dionysus Park. That was a spot. I remember walking around there being like, oh my gosh. Uh, and the, the coral that was in that level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, also at the beginning when you smash through. Oh yeah. I also liked it was such a weird little detail, but they like in the sections as Delta and Sigma where you can walk around underwater, like in the actual ocean, you can find the atom slugs. Yeah. And I don't really know how you collect the atom from them. It doesn't show that. So I just imagine them like just eating them, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I... I thought those were uh, heavy rivets, so I didn't pick them up for a while. 
and I was playing and I was streaming to my friend and he was like, those are, I think that's Adam. <laughs> I think you're walking by Adam. <laughs> and then I Yeah, ate and I thought it was so funny because it's like, yeah, Adam comes from fucking sea slugs. <laughs> what is that? How? <laughs> I don't know. There's probably a reason behind it. Some somewhere. I don't know. Snails are fucked up. Yeah, I um, I was accused of stepping on a snail the other day. Someone heard a crunch while I was walking. I was like, I didn't do that. I go out of my what way not a, to step on them. What a bizarre thing to like yell at someone about. Right? I well, she was joking, but I think I think I would know if I stepped on a snail. Yeah, I mean they're like large boys. Yeah, they are. I, I don't know. I was uh, scared of slugs as a child, but that's fair. They, they're just gelatinous and a the, lot. Also, extra large snails without a home. They don't. They don't even. Yeah, need they them. don't have. They don't have a backpack. <laughs> a little backpack. I think that probably does it for our meandering thoughts on Bioshock Two. Oh my gosh. We're, oh, we've been talking for two hours about Bioshock 2. Yes. If, if, if there, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. I, I think we dove into everything that I wanted to cover, too. Yeah, this is, this is a cool one. Uh, yeah. Underrated really hitter. Really yeah. Yeah, also a mom game that no one talks about. True, true. You got to write a piece about that. I know. I want to, after this conversation, I actually want to write about uh, Subject Delta being the only, like, blank Avatar character that actually, like, has a personality, mm. like, through being embodied by the player. Oh, that is good. Yes. Please write about that. I want to read that so badly. I, I, I yeah. I feel like there's... <laughs> Same. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot to dig into here. I want to. I want to think of a, a pitch for this one. This one is. <laughs> it's just gonna be Bioshock Two Week at Uppercut, <laughs> and it's just gonna be you and I. Yes. <laughs> the rest Please. of them could take the the month off. <laughs> Please, Bioshock Two. People need to play that game. It was fun. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, Funky, where can the people find you? The people can find me, Funky, at uh on Twitter at. Funky Fly, F U N K E F L Y, or on Twitch at Funksu, F U N K S U. Uh, yeah, I I write some articles, uh, do some streaming stuff. You know, I be gaming. <laughs> <laughs> we out here gaming. We're gaming. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at T Y underscore G and eight R's. And you can also find all of the stuff that Uppercut does over on UppercutCrit.com or at UppercutCrit on Twitter. And we also have to thank our wonderful patrons who had us hit the goal to make this podcast in the first place. Thank you. Um, and who also just, you know, kind of keep the lights on in general. Um, if my page would load. Please. But yeah, if you go to Patreon dot com uh slash uppercut crit and donate uh seven dollars or more 
Uh, you can have your name read. Just like these fine people who I will read in just a second as soon as my computer decides to cooperate. Ooh. Come on. Do you want me to okay. make some loading music? Okay. <laughs> Next time. Um, all right, so we have uh, Dale, Chris Egerton, Jesse Vitelli, Eric Sapp, J.V. Gwaltney, GameCrash.co.uk, Adept777, Tyler McCall, Optional Objectives, Michael Diaz Suarez, Kenneth Shepard, Lucas Lyon, Eric Jin, Eli Bergmoss, Adrian A. Rock Williams, Matthew Flowers, Andrew Sherman, Colton Crow, Sean Martin, Jesse Peterson, Numer Osman Alamin, Jared Shu, DJ Kento, Cam Koenig, Quentin Hoffman, Abnormal Mapping, and Mikey Phillips. Thank you. Thank you. You rule. So, yeah. That was seriously awesome. We'll, uh, we'll see y'all for Bioshock Infinite. I, this time we won't be under the sea. We'll be. Look up at the sky. sky. Also, like, 30 years before the first game. Oh, God. (laughs) 30 years before? It might be more than that, because I think Bioshock Infinite takes place in, like, 1912 or some shit. I don't know. It's dumb. Anyway, Uh, we'll be back for that and Burial at Sea, which is a Kingdom Hearts level of nightmare time travel bullshit. So (laughs) get ready for that. Later, y'all. Bye. It's far, it's far beyond the storm. Beyond the storm.